tell me if this sounds like you. Ditching the rat race for financial freedom is your rally cry. Shaking off the hustle and grind mentality for time freedom makes you want to do a little dance. Creating a life where your money makes more money for you, now that's your jam. Why figure all of this out? More time with loved ones and the ability to make a meaningful difference in your world. Now that's what drives you. My name is Jenny Townsend. Now, let's up level. What's up, Podcast Nation? Jenny Townsend here, and I'm so thankful that you've joined me today. I hope these last few days of December are treating you well, and I'm really excited to have this conversation and answer a question that I get quite often here on this episode. And in fact, it was a question that came up in a conversation this last week with someone who was interested in bringing an Airbnb property online. And the question is, how do I make sure my Airbnb pays for itself? So that it's not just an expense, you know, no one needs, like no one's looking for an additional expense, right? How do I make sure it pays for itself and it pays me? Brilliant question. Great due diligence question. And I was thinking about answering this in two different parts. So one is there's some upfront things that you can do to set yourself up for success. And then there's some ongoing and it really is that simple. So as far as upfront planning, think about who will be traveling in your area. Now, I am assuming that you know the area where you want to have your Airbnb property. If not, I'll address that in a future episode. But let's just, let's say for the sake of argument that you already know where you want to be. Now think about who travels in that area in different cycles of the economy. So how I like to approach finding any kind of real estate is, okay, how will this look in an up cycle? How will this look in a down cycle? And now we're all asking ourselves, how would this look? Heaven forbid, if there is another pandemic, please no. Um, but yeah, how, how does this behave? How would this do in a pandemic? And thinking about that is a brilliant way to, I think, weed out some things that would obviously do really well in a boom economy, but eh, I don't know, might be a little bit more risky in a, a slower economy. Now, um, if you are at all familiar with other parts of real estate, like for instance, I know investing in apartments is, is something that's been really big or really talked about in the real estate industry the last couple of years. So you may have heard this term that um, classifies apartments. So um, there are A apartments, B apartments, C apartments, so on. Okay, so A apartments are more luxuries, they have the amenities, they're gorgeous, whatever. And then B apartments, they're, they're nice, they're, they might be 20 or 30 years old, so they, they might be renovated, but the buildings on the outside might look 20 or 30 years old. And then C, you're kind of starting to get into a little bit of sketchy, and then so on. Okay, so... This has been, and I'm not like, okay, this is just a frame of reference for you to think about. In, in my own planning, I decided, okay, if we ever buy any, like, like a small, you know, apartment building or whatever, I always want to go for the B because in a boom economy, the A apartments, they're booked out, you know, whatever. But if something were to slow down, those who are in A apartments might downsize to B apartments. But also in any economy, as people continue to move up or move forward in their own lives, 
someone might move from a C to a B. So I feel like of all of the apartments, the B is the one that gets booked out, right? Like there's consistency there. Now I'm not telling you to, hey, like have a B Airbnb. Um, Like it really, there is something so powerful about having beautiful photos, things like that. I'm not taking, like don't, don't settle or do like a B grade of a job putting together an Airbnb. But what I'm saying is what is that sweet spot where any economy you either have people, all right, maybe we're going to take a little bit of a smaller vacation um, instead of an A, like a mansion in Beverly Hills or something like that. Like that might be an A version of an Airbnb, but like a B, okay, that could be a young family traveling or it could be a couple or it could even be an individual traveling that could be and that's just an example of what a b could be in this in this scenario so again i'm not saying have do like a b job always do an a always give your best right always be excellent but what is that that sweet spot that again regardless of the economy there is demand And what's so interesting is it makes me think of another story that is a little, like, I think you'll laugh at this. Um, In, yeah, in in talking with clients and always working with, when I've done, I've done a lot of marketing work in the past, and I still do, but in, in helping develop offers, I've always shared with clients, um, you know, things like toilet paper that's not sexy, but that always sells. They will, people always buy toilet paper regardless of the economy. And I do obviously feel like we all know this toilet paper has had its moment in the sun this year. Um, but anyway, so I'm not saying again, like (laughs) toilet paper, you're like, wait, how is this tied back into Airbnb? But think about what will be the thing that people book out regardless of the economy. Just another way to look at it. So either use the the B apartment analogy or the toilet paper. Like it's always going to be sold, right? Always. Again, like I said, A apartments, that could be like a big mansions. B could be smaller homes or cottages or boats or campers or whatever, that there will always be, generally always be a demand. Okay, and that is how you can set yourself up for success from upfront planning perspective. Um, Thinking about, again, it might be a little bit more on the defensive. So you can even think about like Airbnb, you can think about anything as a sport, but there's what you can do for offensive in anything, and then there's defensive. So I kind of feel like, this upfront planning perspective to make sure it is a profitable venture that might be a little bit defensive. Like you're looking to protect um, and and make sure that it will be booked consistently versus offensive, like going for, you know, the, the higher booking rate, like the higher number of nights booked. That's all in the offensive and that's something we'll continue to cover in these episodes. Don't you worry about that. Okay, so upfront planning, set yourself up for success with something that'll get booked in any economy. The second part of this answer is some ongoing. So once you've set up 
you know that you have either the, the B apartment, the toilet paper, whatever you want to like look at this as. Once you have it all set up, what are your ongoing um, practices that can help you remain profitable? And this is a really straightforward answer, but it is, I think, the most powerful answer. So first of all, you need to know your expenses. And again, right? It's, it's pretty straightforward. And then from there, you know exactly how many nights a month you need to be booked to cover all of your expenses. So taking a look at mortgage, insurance, things like utilities, you know, making sure obviously Wi-Fi, if you have any, like if you have a pool, obviously someone to take care of the pool, um, mowing the lawn, whatever, however involved or whatever, like take a look at all of your expenses Take a look at what the average nightly rate is in your area for really, you know, very similar your comps pretty much and figure out how many nights a month you need to be booked. I like to see less than 10 nights or I'm sorry, less than like 15 nights, 10 to 15 nights is I think a great place um, to have already covered your expenses and have a little bit of profit because I think that could be realistic, you know? Um, and then from there, you just focus on that number. Like that number is your mantra in, especially at the beginning when you have fewer reviews. Um, the more reviews you have, Airbnb will feature you more. It's a great kind of trust signal for potential guests, all of that. But once you're getting started, keep just keep that number that whatever if I need you know 11 nights to recoup all my expenses okay we need to get to 11 right and also I feel like it's worth saying I'll probably mention this in other places too but it is really interesting to see that people tend to book last minute and I'm sure like if you think about your own traveling situation you probably don't book out well maybe you don't but probably don't book out like six or eight months in advance for a trip like this. So that was something that I was kind of surprised by, but it totally made sense once I thought about it is we would be coming up on a guest leaving from our first Airbnb and it had our neighborhood and our city had a 30 day minimum. So I was like, okay, we're, you know, we're ready to start turning. Like, I wonder, you know, will people come? And then yes, they would always within that last two weeks, um, it's like people booked out. So it is, there is a little bit of just knowing to, to expect, like you probably won't be booked out for six months or 12 months or something like that on shorter term stays but they come. They come. It might be more of the last minute, but just, yeah, like I said, something to note. And again, thinking, going back to that, that sport analogy of, hey, there are offen- like offensive and defensive measures that you can take. Ongoing. Like this is the ongoing. Once you've set it up, the offensive is really simple. One of them is to make sure you get booked to cover your expenses and to bring in profit is have incredible photos, right? And a great response time. So when people are reaching out to ask you questions, respond quickly. Airbnb will love that. They will keep you at the top of the search results. And guests love that too. I mean, yeah, you think about it. You have a question. You're like, want to book a place, whatever. 
and then you don't hear back for 24 or 48 hours, whatever, that's, I mean, that's, you know, that's just not good practice. So great photos to catch their eye, a great response time to make them feel heard and feel really good about booking with you. So those are the offensive measures that you can take for ongoing, um, like, profitability. And then some of the, like, defensive measures for ongoing is especially when you're first starting out and you want to make sure that you're profitable and getting you know getting booked and getting some great reviews and obviously like the more reviews like I said that will help you get booked out in the future so consider the average pricing in your area and make your place an easy yes so certainly you wouldn't especially if you're first starting out you wouldn't want to be the most expensive option in your area, right? I mean, obviously you might want to work towards that or something, you know, in the upper third of prices in the area, but not at the beginning. Consider the average and make sure with your great photos and your great customer service and a a rate that's like, you know what, this is a no-brainer. All of those things will help your guests say yes and book your place. So really, it is pretty simple to make sure that your Airbnb pays for itself. Again, some upfront planning, making sure that if you know, and I would obviously like, I would suggest to anyone getting into it that this, like, plan for it to be a long term for at least a few years. So, you know, what could the economic cycles be in those next few years and make sure it is something that isn't an outlier, um, like more of that bread and butter, toilet paper, be apartment type, um, type of property from a size and cost perspective. And then the ongoing, know your numbers, know the exact number you need for bookings each month to hit your expenses and to hit your profitability. And then it's, And then it really is just like a matter of a couple of minutes a day, maybe, or a couple of minutes a week interacting with people and providing them great customer service. Pretty great, right? Yeah. So definitely let me know if you have any questions. If there's anything else you want me to dig deeper into on this topic, just DM me on Instagram. My handle is it's Jenny Townsend. So thank you again for joining me today. I hope that the end of 2020 is a great one for you. And until next time, continue to be up and to the right.